Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Hi there, everyone in church land out there. Love you all. Big shout out to the Woodies. Welcome back from Melbourne. They've finished their COVID lockdown and are back in circulation in Newcastle. Good to, good to have you back. I wanted to preach four grace messages uh, between now and the end of the year just to keep people buoyant. So I, they're not consecutive. I'll spread them out a little bit. But today's part two, part one was about pit stops, how God can take the biggest disasters of your life and eventually turn them into blessings and blessings that other people can benefit from too. We saw that with Joseph's life and I saw that with my own mum's life when she was dying of cancer. It was really important to her that other people could somehow benefit from what she was going through. And I think we're all a little bit like that, that in our suffering, if, if there's some purpose can come out of it, it makes such a difference to our sustainability. Because often what we learn through our suffering, then we're able to help others with later on. Ephesians 3.8 was a marvellous scripture that sort of attracted me to this message. It says this, Paul speaking, He gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Unsearchable riches, some versions of the Bible say, but endless treasures, I just love that phrase. So tonight's message is called Endless Treasures. Uh, I've been preaching here for 30 years and it's proof that the Bible is full of endless treasures. There's always something to discover because that well has never run dry yet. Now, this is particularly for you. There's a revelation of grace that you were created to bring it, that is your unique flavour. Uh, you're a unique expression of Christ. You would have heard me say that before. But everyone has a different flavour. It's like these great jams that I've got here. A mulberry conserve I bought on the Central Coast at a little roadside stall the other day. It reminds me when I was a kid climbing the mulberry tree. Baked uprisings, uh, blueberry jam, and the best jam of all, Rebecca's Gourmet Whiskey Marmalade. And Rebecca's in our church, and I use that in everything, in cooking and all sorts of things. It's an incredible jam. But, you know, not all people like marmalade, or not all people like each of those jams. So jam's good, but everyone has a unique flavour, because my flavour may not suit you, but it might suit someone else in your family. Um, I know that my flavour helped Bobby White stay in the church and get affected and become fruitful. But, but I don't have the flavour that suits everyone, but we need all of us with our different flavours. Uh, it was interesting, even when God called me to come and pastor a church, um, I didn't quite get it at first. And I can remember sitting down, being really honest in prayer and saying, God, I don't even like going to church. I, I actually did, but do you know what I mean? Not always. I was in a good church at the time. But he just said to me, well, you can have a church for people who don't like going to church. And I'm thinking, yeah, short services, short messages, no boring preachers. So that's worked well for a while, <laughs> for a fair while now. And there's people in our church tell me about that. Um, just three scriptures that are absolutely beautiful for you that kind of talk about the treasures that are in you. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. That's a stunningly reassuring scripture. Ephesians 2.22 And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. So it's about the Holy Spirit living inside you. 
which is reassuring, and also, uh, what's the third one? Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Now, this scripture was really important to me um, because it's the scripture that tore the veil from my eyes when I became a Christian. I was arguing with these guys that were trying to lead me to the Lord. They were, they were beautiful men, Mike Wortley and John Perry, and they were taking me through the scriptures. And it says this, and I, I just loved it because it, it put my wrong theology the right way around. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. It's not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork or God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That was an incredibly powerful scripture to me. I thought you had to wait and see when you died whether you'd lived a good life or not and that you earned your way to heaven. But the Bible clearly teaches it's not about that. It's through the acceptance of Jesus Christ into your life and the Holy Spirit indwelling and leading you that you become like a different person. So God gets the credit instead of you. And I just love that. That just rung so true to me. So that's the, where it talks about the good works created in advance for you to do, um, it's like a predetermined purpose. There's stuff that's already in you that God wants to reveal and unlock and bring out, and that's where the treasure is. And, and funnily enough, like it doesn't always come out of trial, but some of your greatest qualities will be what comes out of you when you're going through the biggest trials of your life. So that can actually put some some purpose on it for you. So two points we'll just talk about. The first one is, therefore, your identity doesn't come out of who you are. Your identity comes out of whose you are. You're his. It's what he's done. It's not what you've done. And that's why the Bible's so clear about losing our life to find it, that it's not just us nailing our life out and being very self-centered and getting everything we want. It's, it's about saying sometimes no to ourselves and following the Holy Spirit in what he leads us into. I didn't want to give up school teaching to become a minister, but it's what he led me into and required of me. It's just interesting how that goes, but I'm glad because we've been able to unlock a treasure here because I went on that, on that pathway. The Bible talks about he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Do you know how much purpose that puts on your life, that God had planned you before he even created any of this? Um, he knits you together in your mother's womb. Uh, works chosen then and a, and a DNA given for it. So he puts in you the potential for these works. In your DNA, so the stuff you go through in life, that unlocks that. It's really interesting. I think of all the funny jobs I've had that didn't unlock me. Being a salesman, being a barman, being a surfing bum, um, working as a clerk, which I hated, being a technician. I was the worst technician in the history of the world because it wasn't in my gifting. I was hopeless at that stuff. But school teaching and uh, church ministry just kind of clicked in for me. And when I, when I hit those things and got on those pathways, things took off a little bit. And, and I had more fruit than, than what I ever expected. Therefore, a sense of putting God first or losing your life to find it is crucial. Um, I was thinking about myself in the flesh, but I probably rep represent a lot of the menace like, 
I want a TV remote, I want food, I want clothes, I want sex, I want tasks to do, something to fix, something to build, something to solve, and I'm happy. But God said to me, listen, it's like he spoke to me in my language, listen, Jacko, you can have all that, but only if you put me first. It's like, whoa, okay. And then we started the journey together. Um, Jay Bolton said a really interesting thing last Sunday night. He, he was sharing in one of our services and he said, um, something you were good at in your past can be a barrier to God. And, and he talked about he had a spectacular football career that was suddenly ended by injury, already had a contract with the Knights but, but wasn't able to fulfil it because of bad injury. Um, and it was interesting and I thought about Peter as well when, when Jay said that because Peter at times when it got too hard, he went back to fishing. And you know the story of the time where he goes back to fishing and he's really disillusioned and they fish all night and catch nothing. Nothing. And Jesus shows up and says, put your nets down on the other side and they fill the boat with fish. So it was like he couldn't even do his old thing successfully. And sometimes when you're in the middle of that, just about to have this amazing breakthrough where Jesus fills the boat for you and you realise how much he's with you, just before that happens, you almost feel destitute and hopeless and like even when I go back to the old thing, it doesn't work. You feel quite cornered and trapped, yet you only got to wait that extra little bit for him to show up and lead you into what he has for you. Uh, do you remember what, what Peter said when, when Jesus filled the boat? He said, go away from me, I'm a sinful man. So Peter got the revelation of who he was and how much he needed Christ. And he walked incredibly with Christ for the rest of his life. He died a martyr. He, he preached and had 3,000 people come to Christ. He, he did see amazing things and, and miracles happened through his life. Hmm. God takes us gradually away from being successful through our own efforts. Now, a work ethic is an important thing, so please, I'm not saying throw that out, but there's just this journey he takes us on where we start to become successful by following the promise he's given us and walking that pathway. Um, that's what Isaac represents to us in Scripture. He blesses through his promise, Isaac, not through our flesh efforts, Ishmael. And he says, you've got, to cast out, you've got to cast out slavery out of your life. And sometimes it's your own efforts that can lead you into slavery because when everything depends on us, the things that we try so hard and even the things we're successful in can become our masters. And most, thing, most things, once they become our masters, they end up very cruel to us. It's just interesting. Uh, I just wanted to say this in finishing this point. Your location or where you live is not the key to your blessing, but walking in trust, belief and obedience is. I love the thing we mentioned about Abraham the other week where he and Lot go into this new land and Abraham says to Lot, who's kind of under him in authority, says, you pick which way you want to go. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot picked the better looking land but Abraham didn't get ticked off at all because he totally knew that God was with him and would lead him and that he had God's favour with him. So it's just an incredible thing of 
You don't have to get freaked out about if people manipulate you out of stuff. God will turn around and use it for good. Or if someone's deceived you. Or you don't have to manipulate others to get your stuff to come back. God will do it for you as you trust him and walk with him. Second point, the last one. A big key is the scripture that says, when you're faithful in little things, God will make you faithful over bigger things. Or faithful in little leads to being faithful over much. Uh, I was thinking, it was, this is interesting. I uh, remember when Roz led her first home group in Kevin Brett's church. She was young and inexperienced and she had this funny collection of people in her home group. Um, great people, but we were all a bit weird really. And uh, one of the guys there uh, who used to go to that home group has become Australia's most notorious rapist. And uh, every now and again, the name Simon Montoya shows up in the paper probably about every three or four weeks. And that wasn't his name back then. His name's been changed to protect his family. Um, And he was there. And one of the guys in the group was a really good Bible teacher. And he used to share the gospel with Simon Montoya. And Simon Montoya nearly bought in but didn't. And it's sad because it would have led to a completely different pathway to now he what lives... Page nine of today's uh, Daily Telegraph, um, there's a whole, you know, fresh article about, about him there. I don't not like the guy, but he's just always in strife. Interestingly enough, his brother was in the home group and his brother was one of the nicest blokes I ever met. Haven't heard from him for 20 years or so, but he was, his, his brother's a fantastic guy too. So just interesting, those pathways and how they divide and... Not following God's way can be costly, not because he punishes you, punishes you, but just because things don't work out without his help. Joseph um, was an incredible example of always doing his best, even when he didn't have the title or the position. Remember, he was in prison and he was entrusted to the prison keeper and he looked, started looking after the the guy's in charge of the prison after his household stuff and the guy trusted him more and more because he always did well. It was after that that he was appointed to position and responsibility. But before he was appointed, he did his best. And I thought, I didn't do my best as a salesman. I didn't do my best as a clerk. I didn't do my best as a surfing bum. I didn't do my best in, oh, at working in a service station. But when I did my best, I was in school teaching and ministry. And, and it went well when you do your best. You have your ups and downs but you'll find God will increase you and accelerate you. So there's that sense of um, opening up your soul to him. And I'll tell you this, this kind of sounds dumb, but sometimes this helps people. Uh, (laughs) Last week, I was away for a few days just seeking God. And I did this thing. It was so good. It just helped me. I I just lay there and re-surrendered to God. But I didn't just go, I surrendered, you know. I kind of went, my hair surrenders, and I went through each part of my body, and then I went through, like, my brain. Brain, we're surrendering to God. Heart, we're surrendering to God. Uh, Digestive system, because you know how you you feel anxiety there, don't you? Gut, we're surrendering to God. (sighs) New knee. We're surrendering to God. I haven't surrendered you to God yet, so you're surrendering to God. So I just went through my body, and the peace I felt after that was amazing. And sometimes when I do that, I don't do it all the time. I only do it a couple of times a year. But when I do it, it's amazing the insight sometimes you get into yourself about the little bits that aren't surrendered 
and that you can that you can then surrender. And it just does something that helps and seems to after I've done it, I just feel in the middle of his will, in the middle of the pathway. And and I know that that's a good pathway that, that leads to good things. Uh, for those of you that are confused and, and, and are troubled, sometimes pathways can be confusing, but, but stay faithful to God. Don't, don't chuck God in because some Christian treated you bad or you didn't like a church you went to or you're treated badly. That's people. God didn't do that to you. So you've got to stay faithful with God. Let him lead you through all those things. Never get stumbled up by someone else's testimony. If God's treated you badly, you can get ticked off. But if he hasn't, don't trip up on someone else's story. Just, just live your own. Sometimes, God, Joel Osteen teaches this, God uses public trials to display you publicly as his own. I just had some thoughts on this. I wrote, he lets you look bad at first to deal with your pride. That happened to Peter, it happened to Joseph, it happened to so many guys in the Bible. But then, even if you've been treated unfairly, the time comes where he eventually displays you as victorious in him and you belong to him. And he knows how to do that. He knows how to make you look good. I was think- I don't know why I thought of this, but I was thinking of Kathy Freeman at the Sydney Olympics. Remember, she, you know, it was like one of our great gold medal wins in history in the women's 400 metres athletics. But um, remember in the opening ceremony, she had to light the cauldron and it got stuck. And she's standing there getting covered in water. It's a freezing cold night and the thing's frozen. I forget how long for, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, what idiot asked her to do this? She's going to end up with pneumonia or the flu and she's got to run a race in a day and a half. Why would you get her to do that? We wanted her with a gold medal, you idiots. I got so fired up. Just let it do the one thing. But why that fired me up is it just reminded me for all of us, don't do everything to please everybody else. Just, just do the thing you know is the most important thing on your pathway. And thank God she won that gold medal for Australia. Do you know, it's interesting because on that same night, uh, Michael Johnson was the first guy in history to win the 200, 400 double. No one had ever done that before. But the stadium had used so much emotional energy cheering Kathy Freeman home with such a buzz. They were really flat and the crowd kind of didn't even cheer very much when Michael Johnson created that history. It was, it was a really interesting, emotional night uh, watching the crowd. All right, just a few things to finish on. In COVID season, there's fresh hidden treasure for us all to discover. I was away uh, with Craig Davo, Brad Hagen and Dave Nathan last week, some of our senior pastors that are out there running churches. And gee, they said some interesting things, you know, in COVID season. Um, I've just kind of put them all together in a, in a few points. Crisis is a revealer and an accelerant. So we'll, we'll find that things get revealed about ourselves. Good or bad doesn't matter. You're just going to learn truth about yourself. Um, but other things are going to accelerate for you. Uh, Dave is saying that distributed workers, so workers have been distributed out of central locations back into their homes to work, and production with companies that have done that, production figures have gone up markedly. No one's looking over their shoulder to count how many hours they're doing, but because they're working in freedom in their own space, they're way more productive, which is interesting. Now, but watch this. This is more important. Belonging 
has become the big issue because no one's certain how to belong anymore because there's so many rules about not meeting, not touching, not being near each other, really kind of not belonging. So we have to kind of redefine that and we're not sure how to do that. Uh, what type of belonging works. So we're doing things with church to try and unlock that and discover it. Because the funny thing is about church, no senior pastors that I know know what condition their church is in. They don't even know who's going. They don't know how many people they've got. It's a weird church season. It feels gloriously out of control until you go, you know what, God, all we can do is trust you. Loneliness has become a bigger pandemic than COVID. Loneliness is increasing because of cocooning. People are, are shut off. So we have to find ways out of that. And someone was saying in friendships, someone did stats on it. I don't know how they figure this out. But in friendships, you would need to see a friend at least every fortnight to kind of keep the, the friendship alive and, and breathing. And the two biggest things in friendship, because this, this might help people, are reciprocity. So when two people can both give to each other and have freedom and space to do that in, it, it works quite well. And the other thing going forward, someone said uh, availability will, will become the currency of friendships. Uh, it, because apparently psychologists are discovering that people in this season um, don't know how to redeem themselves back into real world from virtual world. Um, I know for a lot of us, there's so many Zoom meetings, preaching to cameras and not people, that you can get very lost in that. And there's nothing to measure yourself with. It's, it's just very interesting. So we're having to discover ways to have relationship. And we need, we need relationships. So keep exploring, keep trying. Uh, the last thing I thought was amazingly interesting was, I don't know who came up with these, but this is out of research. They learnt that friendships change people's minds much more than facts do. And one guy was saying that's why people will sometimes stay in a church that has a fair bit of wrong theology <laughs> just because that's where their friendships are and they'll put up with the wrong truth in order to have the friendship. So friendships affect us much more than what we think. Um, so that's just a very, very interesting fact. So really... Hidden treasures to discover, and we need to discover fresh stuff, don't we, on friendships and relationships and church and life. We all get a little bit lost at times, hey? Love you. Take care. Keep trusting God. It's okay to be out of control a little bit and lose your life to find it because God can really use that stuff. God bless. Thank you, Mark. I enjoyed that message, and I hope you remember that uh, we're all at different uh, jams, fruit and flavors in the body of Christ in the season, so make sure that you, uh, you celebrate yourself as a unique individual in the body of Jesus Christ. And uh, as Mark was talking about uh, surrendering, you know, going through his whole body, I just thought I'd give an opportunity. If there's anyone watching right now and you need to say, well, you need to surrender to Jesus Christ to become a Christian, to give your heart and your mind and your will over to Jesus so that he can make his home in your spirit, in your heart, and you can have that relationship with him. I want to give you an opportunity today just to say, well, heart, surrender to Jesus Christ, because that's the best decision you will ever make. 
So let's pray. Father, right now you see every single heart, every person that's just saying, yes, that's me. And we declare out loud today saying, will and heart surrender to Jesus Christ. We give everything over to you and have your way in our lives and make this life of ours whatever you want it to be because we know it's going to be awesome and glorious and we look forward to seeing these people grow in their relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit mccroylifechurch.com.au.